From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Zephaniah 1.18 Because they have sinned against the Lord, their blood will be poured out like dust and their entrails like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his jealousy, the whole earth will be consumed, for he will make a sudden end of all who live on the earth. And yet, Galatians 5, 19-21 says that the acts of the flesh are obvious. They include hatred, jealousy, and fits of rage. I warn you, it says, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Christians worship a being that finds jealousy and fits of rage to be bad things punishable by banishment and death, and yet he threatens to pour out someone's entrails like dung because he's uber jealous of some other made-up gods. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? Okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is author, pastor, life coach, and blogger, Henry Duadu. Welcome to the show, Henry. I thank you, right? Thanks for coming on. Thank Thanks you. for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Henry. All right. Um, as it is, um, I'm a pastor of the pastor as well. And um, uh, I'm a preacher. I go to schools um, to, to preach the gospel. Um, I travel to places to share the word of God, let people know about how who Jesus Christ is. I was also right. Uh, I write books on my blog. Um, I write articles and publish them and um, try to help people know about Jesus. That is my main thing that we people to know about Jesus Christ, letting know the gospel that uh, it is only Jesus that can really save us from this uh, dark book. So that's a little about me. Thank you for that. So you teach people about Jesus. You go to schools. Um, is it like uh, K through 12, uh, high school? What kind of cool schools do you go to? Okay. Um, initially, I go to universities. Uh, university sometimes I go to uh, secondary schools. And so my main focus is on the students, as in the tertiary institution, those the university dues. And sometimes, as it is, as I'm led by the Holy Spirit, I also go to the secondary school, also um, uh, vocational schools as well. Yeah. Sometimes I also go to the public places, like maybe in Ghana here, like this. Uh, you can go to the public buses and also preach to them. Like, you come to the market center, some people are preaching with their speakers, with their mics. So, hmm. as I'm led by the Holy Spirit, sometimes I can also go to um, the public center and also preach to people to know about Jesus Christ. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you do it in public squares, you do it in public schools, you do it in universities, all over the place. Gotcha. 
Yeah. So what exactly do you preach when you go to these places? Oh, what's your message? It's about them receiving Jesus, about the salvation. Jesus' salvation. Yeah. 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 And what about the salvation? Well, salvation in my understanding has to do with um, acknowledging Jesus. Now, the Bible talks in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, that um, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of the Lord. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that for the wages of sin is death, but mm-hmm. the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So uh, actually salvation has to do with Jesus. Now it is only Jesus that died for our sins and he rose again on the third day for our justification. That is why in John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that for whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have an everlasting life. So it is through Jesus Christ that we receive salvation, that that salvation will bring eternal life unto us. That when we die one day, we shall be with Jesus in his eternal home. If Jesus will appear in the earth, then we are going to uh, receive that eternal glory with him in heaven and also in the new uh, earth as well. So you preach a lot about Jesus coming coming back, saving people, and all that fun stuff. So why have you chosen that specific story to tell? Yeah, because, you see, we live in a dark world. Uh, we live in a world where uh, people are going through sickness, they are going through torment, they are going through depression, hopelessness. There is no hope for many people who are, are sick. Uh, they are in dark place. They need some kind of hope in their life. So... I believe that as I go out there to preach the gospel to them, at least they can receive some hope that one day, if they are to leave this world, they are going to have an eternal uh, resting place. That there is no kind of uh, distraction, there is no kind of uh, condition. It's a place of eternal glory. So uh, I'm going out there to encourage them to know that it is only Jesus that is the answer to their problem. They have go to some kind of bad, bad note. It is only through Jesus Christ that they can receive the hope, the glory, the blessing, and the life that they are looking and searching out for. That is why in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, uh, Jesus said that we should seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto us. So uh, when we seek Jesus, when we know Jesus, when we have time for Jesus, you add on to us, whatever we are searching for, people are right after money, after cars, they are all good, but you see, they are all temporal. But it is only Jesus that we can finally have our eternal purpose and our eternal glory mm-hmm. in this end of us of life. Yeah. Gotcha. So salvation and hope. Um, as far as hope, do you think we can get hope from somewhere else? Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah, human beings without hope, our life become uh, a kind of uh, confused. Humans depend on hope to, to move on. Uh, Humans depend on hope to at least uh, press on despite the challenges, despite the um, uh, confusion. So we can get hope, and that hope is in Jesus. That hope is in the Word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and then by hearing the Word of God. So uh, when we hear more of the Word, we grow in the faith and in hope. So it's through the word of God that can enlighten, that can sharpen us, that can empower us to receive that hope, that glory that we are all searching 
But can we get hope from somewhere else? Uh, let me give you an example. So to me, when I hear the word hope, I think of Superman. Do you know who Superman is? Yeah. The big S on his chest. So the S, <laughs> I'm, I, from what I remember, is stands for hope on his planet. So the hope we have in Superman is kind of the same I I see in Jesus. It's 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 a character who's able to save people from things. Um, so if somebody has hope in Superman, is that satisfactory? Or do they have well, to have hope in Jesus? Well, um, at least Superman is a human being and uh, he's an, an actor. I see him as an actor to me. I watched that movie a long time ago. Uh, Superman is an actor. I don't know whether you're talking about the actor in the movie or even the one you're talking about in the movie. The real character. I'm talking about the real Superman, the guy that crash landed here on the planet, um, was raised over there in Smallville somewhere, and you know he lives in Metropolis. That guy. I'm talking about that guy, the real character. Well, um, I've not seen a human being that's super far before, a human being who can do all these things. Uh, or, or maybe there are some people who have some spiritual powers, but at least that person, that's my he will die. He's a human being, he will die. And so I can put my faith in somebody who can die and then there's no oh, kind of hope for me. Right. Uh, yeah, Superman did yeah. die, but then he came back to life. But we're so we're okay. Oh. I mean, yeah, oh, he did uh, die at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's well, cool. He's back. The, the sun kind of rejuvenates him and all that fun stuff. So as far as let's I mean, Superman versus Jesus here. Um when Superman sacrificed himself, it was to save from a bad guy coming. When Jesus sacrificed himself, what was it from? To save us from? What was it to save us from? To save us from sin, it was from sin. Uh, from sin and from bondage of, of the devil, from the attack of the devil, from the oppression of the devil, from darkness of the, of the world. So in Jesus, so, uh, he, he came to save us totally and perfectly from destruction. Because if we the Bible tells the Bible told that in the beginning Adam and Eve they sinned against God, and then because of their sin, they were disconnected from the God. So Jesus came to reconcile us back to God, and through his death, he defeated Satan, he defeated sin, and then through Jesus Christ, our relationship is being restored back to our Heavenly Father. So Jesus has restored us back to the Heavenly Father. Jesus, the Christ, the anointed Savior, mm -hmm. has brought us back to our um, uh, first connection that we have with our God Almighty. Interesting. So God died, to, Jesus died to save us from sin and the devil. Yeah. Was it a battle? Was it a, like Superman battling Doomsday? Was it a big old battle or was it just Jesus died so he could save you from sin and the devil? Could Jesus not save us from sin and the devil any other way? Well, um, biblically, you see, there are some spiritual laws that govern uh, the things of God. You see, the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, there, there is, is no, no for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, it, it is a law in the spiritual realm or in the kingdom of God that God has to send Jesus to come and die for us. At least God can choose to wipe sin within a, a microsecond. But because of his word, the Bible says that he has exalted his word about his name. So we have to comply to the word of God. And we have so, to comply. Let's comply. So we have to send Jesus to come and die. That is the acceptable way for us to receive uh, that salvation. That is why Jesus has to die and we have to rise again from the third day for our... Interesting. So is Jesus 
Thank you for that. Is Jesus powerful enough to stop evil without killing himself? Jesus, uh, can you uh, the question is very, very good question. <laughs> is Jesus powerful enough to uh, to save us without him dying? That's yes. the question, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you see, um, I'll answer in a very simple way. Jesus is all powerful. Uh -huh. that he, he can do whatever he wants to do in, in uh -huh. this world. But one thing I did mention is that uh, Jesus works with principles, with laws. In, in, in the laws of God, you have to align to what he has uh, described in the word of God. So when we check the Holy Bible, it is written that uh, salvation mm. can come to uh, Jesus. The Bible says that uh, the Lamb of God who was slain before the creation of the world. So even before um, he came into this world, it has been preordained that Jesus had to die for our sins. So it was this, huh. it, was, uh, it was a prophecy declared that Jesus had to die for our sins. So it's a decree prophecy. It cannot be broken. It has to come to power. That is why Jesus had to die. So, so God, does that, God have to follow his own rules? That is it. You have to follow his own rules. You so he can't break his own rules. God cannot break his own rules. He can't. He cannot break it. That is what so he, he can't to forgive say. people without bloodshed. That is what he has written. It is written. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall never be passed. So the word of God stands. The word of God stands forever. In okay. fact, he said that the word cannot be broken. The Holy Bible, the living word cannot be broken. So he has exalted the word about his holy name, about his name. So in the word of God that stands, without the word of God, nothing can stand. Yeah. Inside this word of God, there are stories in which God, Jesus, Yahweh, forgives without bloodshed. So he breaks his own rule. He does it. Yahweh forgives David, 2 Samuel 12, 13. Jesus forgives a woman who won't stop kissing his feet, Luke 7, 47 through 48. Jesus forgives a paralyzed man in Matthew 9, 2, Luke 5, 20, and Mark 2, 5. Jesus forgives the, uh, gave the disciples the power to forgive sin, John 20. Yahweh atoned Isaiah's sin with a hot coal, Isaiah 6, 6. Sin can be forgiven through prayer, according to James 5, 14. So these are ways God has chosen to forgive sin without killing something. So he is capable of doing it. Well, well, let me uh, just address this uh, again. You see, there are levels of sin. You see that there are different types of sin. There are types and then levels and degrees of sin. So you see, uh, for this sin that we are talking about, that it is only to the blood, that was the sin in the beginning. That was uh, the sin of Adam and Eve, that he was the first creation that God created. So... It was through him that sin or death came into the whole world. So Jesus came purposely to deal with that particular sin, with that particular sin. So uh, without that Jesus, he dying, that sin issue cannot be saved. Although we Why? can pray forgiveness, because it was through Adam. It was a law that we have to, to die to, to, to break that kind of uh, sin. Because it's, it's a very, because the Bible says, in the book of Romans, chapter um, uh, 6, verse 23, he says that uh, for the wages, wages of, of sin, sin is dead. Is dead. Yeah. So, uh, but why though? Why would you do this? Are you are you a parent? Do you have kids? 
<laughs> well, uh, I'm single. I'm, I'm now. Oh boy, hear that, ladies? He's single. Henry is single. You can contact him at wherever he is found. <laughs> uh, if you had kids, if you had kids, would you get so upset at them for making or doing something wrong once that you would never forgive them and require bloodshed for forgiveness? Is this something that sounds logical to you? You see, um, the, this issue of uh, Jesus dying with that. It was just a one-time sacrifice to do with It that. never had to happen, though, Henry. It was so, pointless. So, God can forgive without bloodshed. So that makes it pointless. Well, uh, for me, uh, what I can say, from what I can use to say is that uh, that particular evil that uh, through one man, the Bible said through one man, sin. Uh, dominated the whole world. So it has to be true also a, a spotless man, a spotless, a, a sinless man to also live away with that particular sin. If you read the Bible carefully in the Old Testament, you see before the high priest uh, could uh, help the people, we have to use the blood of um, maybe those certain those or maybe clean yeah. animals to atone yeah. for the sins of the people. Why did God demand the blood of animals? You see, yeah. It, is something, it is something that is very, very um, um, secret in, in the sense disgusting. of... Disgusting. I think the word you're looking for is disgusting and uh, atrocious, um, uh, barbaric. There you go. There you go. Oh, well, 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 <laughs> well uh, for me, uh, I don't know how to say, but you see, these are spiritual laws that, that are governing the things of God. It's a spiritual law. You see, for example, the Bible says that in Hebrews 11, they say that by without feet, it is impossible to please the Lord. You see, the word is faith. So, uh, in the same way, in, in Ghana, maybe in the whole world, we use money to unlock business. Without money, you can't buy maybe a product. Without money, you can't even buy maybe food or that. Money is a kind of um, a middle of exchange. We use money to transact business. Mm -hmm. In the same way, in the spiritual realm, blood is a currency. Why? Blood. <laughs> yes. Why would God make blood that way? That's so gross and weird. Yeah, because because that, that is what has been said and written the word. Blood is a currency. That is why sometimes Gross, those man. who go to yeah, those who even go to the occultic for those who go to uh, let's say um the magician sorcerer, they go for maybe uh wealth for this thing. Sometimes they are asked to even sacrifice uh, blood. Why? Because blood is a currency. So in the same way that Jesus, he was a sinless man have to deal with sin once and for all. That is once and for all. That is true, his holy blood, his precious blood. That sin oh. has been totally wiped off. And therefore, human being can appear before God Almighty without any sin and that will stand upon that righteous act of penalty that can appear before God and then talk with him as Adam and Eve to talk with God. So initially, we can pray forgiveness. God can forgive. We can uh, uh, ask God to forgive us, but after Jesus has dealt with that particular sin, then that is when we can uh, unite uh, together with God. So that's literally what I can say about this important thing about the blood being a sacrifice, the blood of Jesus being settling the sin's problem once and for all. So that is the key concept about the issue of blood and forgiveness of sin. Thank you for that. So when you said he wipes out the sin, 
In Hosea 9, 9, it says God will remember their wickedness and punish them for their sins. And then we've got in Revelation, we have the the, the book of life or the book of, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's a book and all your sins are in it. So God remembers your sins. He reads them back to you. So how is it wiped clean when they're still in a book and God will remember their wickedness? All right, so um, you see, we have different covenants that God is working with. If you check the old covenant, God is working with the Abrahamic covenants. We have the David covenant. But in our time, we are now under the covenant of grace and truth, under the covenant of Wait, Jesus what? Christ. So mm-hmm. we're, we're under the, the covenant of grace and truth. So Jesus has already beaten the devil and sin? You see, I, I don't, it's a very, I think if I were not to go deeper into this, but you let me just uh, explain this to you. Um, under the covenant of Jesus Christ, under the covenant of Jesus Christ, um, the, 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 the sin issue has been dealt with. Now, if you read the book of, uh, I don't want to um, misinterpret, but if you read the book of, I think, Azar, then he says that, and, and I will wipe away all the assets, and the assets I'll remember no more. And I'll give them a new heart. I'll give them a new heart. Now, new this were kind of a new heart that I'll give unto them. Now, if, huh. if you check our dispensation in our time, you can see that God dealt differently with how he dealt with our fathers, like uh, those in the Old Testament. God deals with us differently because if you check the Old Testament, like those who are doing the ceremonial, uh, ceremonial laws, sacrificial laws, the divine laws, they have to uh, bring animals, they have to do this, they have to do this. But in our time, Jesus has settled it once and for all. So if sometimes you have to relate with our uh, dispensation, how God is really dealing with us through Jesus. Because even in the old time, in the olden days, if a man from the king, the lady, they have to kill both of them. They have to bend them. They have to sometimes stone them to death. By another time, somebody can fornicate and then it's just after forgiving them. They're not going the person because of the blood of Jesus. Hmm. The blood of Christ has dealt with some kind of sin that in the olden days, it was abominable and it was disgusting in the sight of God. So Jesus and God required died. death for those things. That is it. But yeah. he, God required those people to die. And as yes. far as those rules... God saw those rules as perfect, holy, righteous, good, and perfect. He saw all of those rules, all 613, whatever laws there are, including the ones to stone kids, to stone women, to to all that stuff. Have women marry the rapist, all these things. This is what God thought was a perfect idea. And then Jesus comes along and now this is a perfect idea. Let me kill my kid and make his magical blood wash away everybody's sins. These are the ideas of the God you worship. They don't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, as a rational human being, are these things that you would do? Would you require forgiveness in the form of a currency of blood? Would you do that? Uh, Michael, I think, you uh, see, um, I'll not try to be religious, but it's not realistic. Uh, let's be realistic sometimes here. But you see, you see, um, God is perfect. I believe that whatever God does is, is, is perfect. There's nothing evil about what God does. Uh-huh. The Bible says that uh, God is not a man that we should lie. I never see the son of man that injured. And God is always uh, holy. His holiness cannot allow him to be evil. So you have to understand that sometimes our minds are limited. You see, as human beings, sometimes you might think that 
uh, you are doing something right. That you see that God knows the end from the beginning. He knows uh, supposedly. Yeah, God knows everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That doesn't make the story any better, though, Henry. Like that, that so, so, doesn't make the story any better. Like he knew he was going to have to drown everybody. He knew he was going to have to kill his kid. He knew he was going to have to kill David and Bathsheba's child for no good reason. He knew he was going to have to kill all the kids in their sleep during the Passover. He knew he was going to come back and throw me in hell because I don't love him. He knew all these things. No, you see, no, there are some things that God have uh, given us. You see, I don't know about predestination. It's not about that one. You see, God has given us choices. You see, we have. I didn't have a choice. choice. God made choice. me this way, right? Did God you make see, me this way? You see, you have a choice. The Bible says that uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, the same Bible says that, uh, behold, I did unto you good and evil, choose the one that you want. So, did he know I was going to choose this? Now, God didn't know I was going to choose the not God way. Let me just answer very simple here. God knows the teacher, you see, but He has given us our free will to choose the point that we want to, to choose. Interesting. So, as you are here right now, you can either decide right now that I want to choose the path of God or maybe the path, the path of maybe another Bible. It is up to you to decide. That is why in the Garden of Eden, when uh, Adam and Eve decided to disobey God, God allowed them to disobey. It's not that God is... God allowed them to disobey? That, that is our, that's our will. That's our free will. God set so it up, we, Henry. God set up that whole thing so they would disobey. He put the trees there. He let the snake in. He set up that whole scenario. That was his job. Adam well, and Eve just played along. Is, well, maybe that is how maybe you might add. You let me use my example. Sometimes I myself, I am tempted to sin. We are human beings. The Bible says that likewise, the Holy Ghost is not our infirmities. All of us, we have some weaknesses in us. But you see, there is something that God has given unto us for us to decide to either choose good or to choose bad. So it is, it is up to you, the human being, that God has perfectly given you that uh, ultimate power to choose him or to deny him. So that is why the Bible says that for all, all of us, we shall stand before the seat of Christ and we shall give an account of God. So it is up to you to make your mind like, yes, it is good, this is bad, I will choose good, I will choose bad. When you choose good, then you can't, but when you choose evil, then God is going to judge you. That is why he will not force you to choose, uh, even Satan himself cannot force us to choose uh, evil. The huh. devil cannot force us to do evil. That is why God can also not force us to choose good. It is up to us to decide. So when you choose the wrong path, that is when you allow the enemy to get access into the life. When you choose the path of God, then he can also help you in your end. I was like, there are some people who have heard the truth, they heard about Jesus, right? but they still said not to believe. That is their own choice. God cannot force them to believe in him. Because they are human beings with their, with their own will, with their own power, with their own decision, with their own grace. That is how God has made human beings. So if I can answer this very simple here, human beings, we are no robots. No. God did not create us to be robots. No. We are not uh, controlling machines like how people are creating huh. AI machines. They are creating well, robots. No, no, no. We are no robots. We are a 
humanity with our own will to choose. Or playthings. Or playthings for a higher power. He does what he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. We are regarded as nothing, Daniel 4.35. So God does whatever he pleases. And, and this whole free will argument, I love this argument because it doesn't exist in the Bible. There's nowhere in the Bible, not one spot that says we all get free will. Not one. But you know what I see? Lots of places where God comes down and interferes, interjects, tempts. That like, ah, it's terrible. I, I mean, Yahweh gives them, uh, gives their wives over to other men in Jeremiah 8, 9 through 10 to be raped because they didn't listen to him. Uh, Yahweh will accomplish his goals. Isaiah 46, 9 through 10, I am God and there is no one like me. Um, wow. Weird words there. Declaring the end of the beginning and from ancient times, things have not yet done saying my counsel is what is going on? Wow. Sorry. There's a bunch of weird words copied into this. This Bible verse here is not helping me much. Let's, let's make a different one. <laughs> there you go. Yahweh raised up bad guys to kill his kids. Habakkuk 1.6. I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings, not their own. God raised up the Babylonians to kill his own people because they weren't listening to him. Where is the free will in that? Were these Babylonians free to be their own people? Or did God raise them up for a specific purpose? Pharaoh, same thing. He raised up Pharaoh so that he might show off his powers. Exodus 9, 16. These are things that God has done. God set this whole thing in motion. There's no free will. It's just an illusion, man. God interferes, interjects, whatever he wants. Uh, uh, Michael, let me just uh, give this very simple answer. You see, uh, before God does anything he first uh gives warning let's come to the bible um in the case of noah and then um the ark you yes that, yeah, let me uh um, you see before god uh, destroyed the people with, before uh, god drowned all the kids puppies uh, and kittens uh, yeah he he talked to noah to warn the people about the incoming danger the whole earth happened yeah, yeah, he told Noah, Noah the people. without a cell phone, yeah. warned the entire planet. Because at that time, the population was not all that messy very much. So you see that uh, over over 100 years, Noah was trying to warn the people, going around evangelizing that repent Weird. from your heart, repent from your evil way, because God is going to destroy the world. And you see, because of the hardened hearts, that is one thing about God, that God cannot force us to choose what he has planned for us. So he will give us, uh, he will run us maybe through dreams, he will use pastors, men of God to run us, to, to uh, repent from every bad way. But if he decides to still hold on onto our own civilian, that is when he comes in, taking the soil of uh, Pharaoh and then um, I think um, Pharaoh um, fighting, he told about Pharaoh and then something like that. Now, when God sent Moses to Egypt uh, to let the Israelites from uh, Egypt because <laughs> the Israelites were being abused. Now, well, he didn't send. Well, he sent well, Moses, but he knew Moses wasn't going to do anything right, so he sent his brother yeah. Aaron along with him, Aaron, and then uh, Moses just yeah, ends yeah, up carrying yeah. the stick. I mean, that's yeah, how the story goes. Yeah, yeah. now it's good stuff. Yeah, before, <laughs> God yeah, didn't before, know that Moses yeah, wasn't going to be able to do it. God, he could send the plagues on them. He first had to warn them. He warned them first. That they should do he warned this. who? He, he warned Pharaoh. He warned that. Uh, he warned the, this. Uh, uh, how did he warn Pharaoh? How did God warn that Pharaoh? He used Moses to talk. Oh, he sent Moses, them. who he knew wasn't going to convince him. 
Well, so did God know Moses was not going to convince Pharaoh? That is how Moses was trying to talk about maybe his weakness, trying to describe how Hebrew he has, or maybe how he can talk to them. But I've not gone deeper into that uh, revelation at them. All I can say to that, whatever that God, before God will do anything, he will first run. He will first run you. He will first give you a kind of an alert. That is what I'm going to do. Therefore, repent from that so that I will not unleash my anger upon you. So, don't no guess right and do something if you know. We first have to alert you that I'm about to do this. So therefore, repent from that so that I will not unleash my anger on you. So no. checks several scriptures. Let me give an example here. Uh, for example, but Henry, you're, Henry, you're wrong uh, though. I'm that, sorry. I'm sorry. The, the the story we're talking about the Pharaoh story, right? Where, where mm-hmm. God and Moses and Pharaoh and all that shenanigans and the seven plagues. Um, the ten plagues, ten, seven, one of those that we're talking about. It, it was ten plagues, I think. Okay, so where did where did God tell Pharaoh to repent? Now I don't see, remember that part. Now you see, uh, although there is no part where, like, you see, when Pharaoh's heart was so disobedient, that guy was obedient. God was, was obedient. Before, Sorry, I'm having a hard time understanding. Pharaoh, 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 Pharaoh was disobedient because Pharaoh was disobedient. He, gotcha. He was disobedient. Pharaoh was disobedient in that way to the extent that at least he knew that maybe with his country, Egypt has power, they have the wealth, they have, let's say, at that time, they were the superpower of that time. Let's say they were the U.S., they were the Europe in that time, in time of Moses. Because at that time, they controlled almost uh, every uh, territory. They have the they have the gold. They have yeah, pharaohs were very powerful. They were seen as gods and, uh-huh. and all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. At that time, so him allowing at least Moses, the one somebody who we have trained in his own house, uh, a Jew, maybe you have nothing to at least to, to support himself. How can you, Moses, or he nobody, everybody, nobody come and tell me to release? In fact, um, when he checked the life of Moses, when he checked the life of the Israelite and Aaron, so that there was nothing that this guy could do. So he, he told us. Moses was coming with his own power, maybe his own. So he belittled Moses and then Aaron. And so God had to show Pharaoh that if you think that you have the wealth, if you think that you have the power, if you think that you have whatever, then I will show you that I have more power than you. So that is why even God had in the heart of Pharaoh to show him his power. <laughs> Exodus 9.16, but I have raised you, Pharaoh, up for this very purpose, that I might show off my power, that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. How did he choose to show off his power, Henry? What was his 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 swan song? What was his end game? What was his big reveal at the end? What did he do? Well, as you can see, uh, he, he, he sent for uh, boys, low post. Uh, plates, darkness. The last kill. thing. Yeah, yeah, the right. last thing. There it is. The last, uh, he, he killed. He killed yeah. children in their sleep. That's how God decided to solve this problem. God hardened the heart of the, the Pharaoh so that he could complete. So that he can complete his mission there. And his mission was so that he could kill the kids and get all the power and glory for himself. That's his mission. That was his, his objective. I don't think that's a very good idea, Henry. I think that's monstrous. 
Well, maybe uh, I say uh, all, the, all the best strategies are used to, to divide uh, the, the parallel because we have tried several methods, several strategies, but all of them were not working. So I believe God, since God knows the heart of men, he knows the heart of um, Pharaoh that was- So they were the evil kids. The they, I can't say evil kids, but this is sometimes the Bible says- They deserve that, to die. Sometimes sometime God can decide that this is the best uh, way I continue to be the best way I can stop this issue because they were unwilling to, 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 to obey God and so God had to show them by killing uh, their children because sometimes even the sin of a father can even go down. The Bible says that uh, uh, your sin can also bring a kind of curses upon the children. So because of the, the so kill kids, them. And, why? I mean, why let them live? Right? If they're just going to be little shits and devils, why don't we just kill them now? Is that, is that what God does? And that that's his plan. That's a good idea. You think that's okay, Henry? Well, uh, perhaps I cannot justify that. You see, I cannot justify that. You see, God knows what he's doing. His plans are perfect. So I can I don't see that as a perfect plan, Henry. Can Can God separate evil from children or does he have to kill them? So what I, I can say, my friend, you see, um, I've been saying that um, whatever God does, although sometimes in our eyes, we may see that evil, but you see, um, God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing when he's killing children. Henry, you worship a documented child killer and you're defending his child killing. You see, you... I did explain, I did explain <laughs> to you, Michael, I, I did explain to you, I did explain to you that Explain. Sometimes, make it make sense. Uh, make it sound better, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, sometimes, see, uh, God, the sin of maybe our parents can sometimes break a kind of consequences on us. Let's, for example, let's put it here. Maybe a father goes out maybe to, to do adultery. Well, mm -hmm. Maybe see the father go out to do adultery. Uh, after adultery, you have to understand that maybe he get maybe uh, an age, child maybe an age. And then he comes in and then maybe he sleeps with his wife and maybe he's get the rich idea of peace and it passed and maybe to the entire family. So sometimes um, the sin of the fathers or the sin of the parents can bring a kind of consequences on all the uh, entire bloodline. So God knowing oh. that um, this kind of evil can maybe uh, is going to be out first, build it the children knowing that the kids. he gave them I'm coming to, to, to know that he gave them the children. It is God who gives life, the one who takes life. So he's the one who gave that child to Paul. He's the one who gave that child to the Gita. So he wow. can still take back his children. So let him know that yes, all power belongs to God. I know something here that in all these things, I believe that God never does evil. Whatever he does, I believe it's better. Sometimes if mm -hmm. somebody can die um, unprepared, you might know why the person maybe God is trying to save somebody in that area. Sometimes maybe you are driving sometimes trying to save he's all powerful. Why would he try anything? He just yes. does, right? I mean, God doesn't try. That is why that is why sometimes our limited mind cannot understand that that's what the Bible said that my thoughts are not your thoughts. There you go, Henry. Your ways. So you see that sometimes um, we might uh, conclude that maybe God... All of it, Henry. 
นะคะ All of it. In, 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 but, but in the mind of God, in the, in the concept of God, it's God okay to drown kids. Doing something. I'm coming. I'm not trying to justify maybe saying no, but I'm saying that um, because of sin, our mind has been corrupted, and uh, our to mind think that that's bad. To think that maybe it is bad, but maybe. In the sight of God, it is maybe if we didn't see that we may understand God perfectly for doing that. But because of because of our, our sinful or maybe our proper mindset, we might misjudge God and say that God did it. But in, in the sight of God, He is doing something perfectly to save humankind from destruction. So let us take this way. He, say, he He caused the destruction, though, Henry. He's caused death and destruction. All over the Bible, the whole like the whole thing is full of death and destruction, and that's how the the the, the thing ends is death and destruction, hellfire, people, stars falling from the sky, bloody rivers, locusts, things with stingers. Like he just wants death and destruction at the end. He's very upset. He's very upset because some people didn't listen to him that she knew was going to happen. He put the trees there on purpose. He let the snake in. He knew all this was going to happen. It's all part of his perfect plan. So, can he separate evil? Can God separate evil from people? Can he separate that? Can he take that away? No. Um, yes. Just make right. That we see, uh, Michael. See, um, I'm not trying to. Let's say I don't know how you are trying to interpret these things. I don't. There might be some skeptics out there who might be trying to put God in a bad way. But you see, God, where's the good, Henry? Show me the good. I haven't seen any good yet. I gave you an example that sometimes. Uh, um, Maybe we might go and do something, but in that what what you are doing, God is trying to save you. But in, in our limited in our limited mindset, we might not understand what the plans of God are like. And that is why the Bible says that all things work together for me, them that love God and to them that are God according to his purpose. So you see how that work out for the Jews. In, so, so in the in, Nazi camps, how'd that work out? Like this. Is that working out in for God's glory? Like what I can see is that let us come more closer than to use maybe our limit. I'm not saying we should change. We can reason and we can talk about You see, if we have not come to perfection to know God is maybe to know, to have his mind, to have the word of God with us, we might try to misinterpret God and maybe get God badly. But you see, if we, if we get more to know, if we get more, or we, we come to know more of God and we know more of His ways, that yeah, is read the book, man. To understand, that we begin to understand more of His way, that we begin to understand more that He has done for that. All that He has for us is not evil. We did the Bible, the Bible says that oh, I know the thoughts that I have told you. Out of evil, but to give you an expected end. So, a thoughts of God for humankind is not evil. That's what the word of God says. Say, my thoughts for you are not evil. To give you an expected end, to bring you to a peaceful end, to bring you to a joyful end. So, if God has written his way that his plans for us are not evil, you must accept that as it is. That I just say, for example, that when in the time of Noah, God wiping out the the the, people, the children, God saw that disgusting. It's a disgusting of, story, Henry. Uh, I don't go into that. God that the wickedness of all the things of men. They were doing evil, and God had to stop evil by. He can't stop it any other way besides drowning puppies, kittens, and kids. 
Amen. Henry, I've read the book. I don't see God as good at all. I see everything he does is pretty evil. Like this, this Bible is randomly open to Jeremiah, right? Yeah. Jeremiah 19, nine, I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and daughters, and they will eat one another's flesh during the stress of the siege imposed upon their enemies who seek their lives. So God is setting this whole thing up. So they're going to eat their own kids. He's mad at them for not listening, for worshiping other gods. So he's going to make them eat their kids. This is the good guy that you worship. The good guy that has that, that finds it a great idea to drown puppies, kittens, and kids because he's upset. He can't change hearts and minds. He has to drown kids. He has to go in Pharaoh and kill kids in the middle of their sleep. Like that doesn't make any sense to me, Henry. He can't forgive you without bloodshed. Blood is his currency. Henry, this man is a monster. If this was anybody else, you would not worship this person. You would say, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even vote for that person. Why, why is anybody following him? He's slaughtering and drowning puppies. Like, it's, it's, it's beyond me. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Michael, you know something? As we are talking, I just feel that um, maybe um, we've not really, really gotten into um, the, the Bible carefully. If you check the plans of God for life, you, you might get to understand that uh, it is something that God is planning to see in our time. That the Bible says that. Some, not all, God, some. Uh, I'm coming. God can, can sacrifice his only begotten son. Pointlessly. The one he cherished most. The, the one he loved most. Oh my, he Henry, does he have his kid right now? He said. Does God, God have his kid right now? He didn't sacrifice anything, Henry. Let, let, let Jesus is still there. He was gone for yeah. what, three days tops? And now he's back? That's, he's eternal. Where's the sacrifice? That is when if we look at them, the the, the ministry of Jesus, and we get to understand that Jesus Christ went to serve that time. If we look at Isaiah 53, let's read that place, Isaiah 53. I want to see Isaiah 53, where we can see about what Jesus Christ went to. So if you have Bibles, let's read that place in Isaiah 53 to see what Jesus went through because of our sins. So that you can Pointlessly, read it, though. Uh, God can snap his finger and forgive sin. God can say, hey, I forgive you, but he chooses this currency of bloodshed and he didn't kill himself. He just, he died for a little bit. He's, he's back, he's there. He's sitting at the right hand of God. He sacrificed his favorite kid that he made to kill, but then it's not dead, it's still alive, it's with him. So where is the sacrifice, Henry? If the God sacrificed his kid, but his kid is still with him, where is the sacrifice? Where's this huge I sacrifice? To, I wanted to, to um, show you from the Holy Bible and then uh, see uh, in Isaiah 3, uh, I think, um, I mean, let me just find out, and see how Christ uh, truly um, suffered for, for the mankind because of our sin. We don't see that later, then I'll just uh, give a kind of uh, summary to what I'm going to say. Let's open our Bible to get people down Sorry, Henry, you're fading out a little bit there. What verse are you reading? Uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 53, right there with me. Isaiah, Isaiah 53? Yeah, Isaiah 53. All right, go ahead. Sorry, you just cut out a little bit there. You're kind of fading away. All right, what's it say? Which, which, uh, okay. yeah. Um, 
let's start from um, place number one. I'm just featuring with number one. They have to have to leave our report. Can you read for other place? I mean, they can use Bible. Because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. I don't, I don't understand where, where this is going, though. It doesn't, this isn't very convincing to me, Henry. <laughs> no, I, I, oh, I want to read that place for me. You read that place for me. Isaiah 53, verse 1, that was, and I'll come down to something. Isaiah 51, verse 3, 3 verse 1, that was, that would verse be three. Yeah. What about 5? Let's see. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed in our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his word, wounds, we are healed. That's not talking about Jesus, though. You know that, right? Jesus. You That's 100% Jesus. not talking about Jesus. That was talking about. This is past tense. He was pierced. That's past tense. So that means it's already happened. So they're talking about Israel. Uh, well, I don't this is definitely I not Jesus. That. Nowhere does it say Jesus. And the he and the his, all of those he, his are not capitalized. That means it's not Jesus too. That means the people who put well, this together knew it wasn't talking about Jesus. Well, that's how you interpret. That's how you interpret. If I see that, the I'm convinced it's not Jesus. That, uh, well, for, for I, I don't know why it's about Jesus Christ being described here. This is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Could be, they could be talking about Superman. The, the Bible. How do you know that's not talking about Superman? The, the Bible says that he was healed, despised, and he was crushed. Mm -hmm. and yeah. Souls, and percent and we, right. and we hate us to do our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely we have gone on this and carried our souls. Yet we did esteem him not. He was stricken, smitten of God, he was afflicted. Yeah, he was afflicted. For our transgressions. That poor Israel. Used, I mean, Superman. Used for our <laughs> iniquities. Uh, our, that was upon him by his stripes. We are healed souls. That he was oppressed, yeah. afflicted. All those things, he never opened his mouth. So, Jesus Christ have to go through all these things, all these pointlessly our, our 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 salvation. But pointlessly, so, Henry, he didn't have to do any of that. None of that was needed. God can forgive without bloodshed. We've seen it. I read you the stories. There's there's four or five of them where he does it. So God can do it. So the death of Jesus is completely pointless if God can forgive without killing Himself for three days. That is why I explained to you in the Holy Bible that the Bible told that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. But there sins. is. But there is. Uh, we so, just I just showed so, you. So, so what do you so, think about those uh, ones where he can? So that's why I did explain to you that that's why I did explain to you that Jesus came to deal with that particular sin. The the sin that controlled the whole world. You see, you are talking about individual, we have individual sin. We have the individual uh, okay. sin. So he had to do it I'm as coming. a group. I get you. So as a group, he had to kill himself. But individually, he can use words, he can use hot coals, he can use prayer. But if it's for the entire planet, he needs more, so he's going to need powerful, magical blood, and that's his own. No, this, that is so weird, Henry. That's so weird. This is the Bible that Jesus and then they settled that same issue with his blood. But he had to die for the whole world. So he didn't have to, Henry. He didn't have to. He could have done it any other way. He's a magical being. And, no, it, you know. it's a prophecy declared in the Holy Bible that it has come to pass. The Bible, oh. the, the, the Bible declared 
that the Lamb of God that was slain before ah. the foundation of the When was he crushed? Which part of the crucifixion story does Jesus get crushed for our iniquities? Is there a big boulder somewhere I'm missing? I don't remember that part of the story. When you read the Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew, Luke, John, and Mark, uh, they are all enshrined in, in the Bible. But they all say three different things. Christ, uh, contradict well, each other. But we're talking about the crushing specifically is there a spot where you can think of where god gets crushed i mean jesus same person right god creases is there a spot in that story the crucifixion story where he gets crushed otherwise this is just rubbish man because it says he's going to get crushed and i don't remember that part so this is clearly talking about superman and not jesus that's where i'm well, at i don't know henry this has well, been fun that is not, well that is how you believe i see the holy bible is a perfect word of god it is oh it's it's full of contradictions that. and horrible stories henry but that's beside the point. We're going to go ahead and end it here. I want you to give the last word, and then where, we, where can we find your stuff, man? Go ahead. Well, um, uh, Michael, what I can say uh, is that um, the Holy Bible is the perfect word of God. The Holy Bible is the ultimate true word of God. Uh, it never contradicts. It, it fully but you see, it only have the mind of God. The Bible said time came that the Ethiopian, um, Ethiopian uh, priest or the Ethiopian king was reading the word of God. And Stephen said, understand it thou what you read it. You see, that man was educated and he was reading the Bible. He was not understanding the Holy Bible. And Stephen asked him, do you understand what you are reading? So when you take the Holy Bible, you have to have the spirit of God to truly understand what the word of God is truly saying. So what I can say is that if you have the spirit of God, maybe whether in America, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, wherever it's hearing us today, don't interpret the Holy Bible literally. You need the spirit of God. You need a ghost in order to understand his book to everybody. You need the Holy Spirit to understand what the Bible is saying, or else you might try to misinterpret what the Holy Bible is saying. So the word of God is perfect. It is true. But you have to have a ghost to understand the perfection. You have to have the Holy Spirit. Henry, that is so weird. So, what I can say is that there might be some skeptics out there who might try to uh, rubbish the word of God. Definitely, there will be some people who will agree with the Holy Bible. There are people out there who, whatever we say, whatever they give me their mind, that they will never understand the truth. So, no matter what you say to them, they will never understand it. So, what I can say is that uh, whether you are an unbeliever or maybe an unbeliever here in this day, I can surely tell you, sit down, uh, close your ears to the news out there, study the Holy Bible, study from the gospel, from, from the word of God, and then tell God, God, he hears us, he knows our hearts, you can speak to me from your heart. And Lord, I want to know the truth, I want to know the truth for myself. If you pray from your heart, then pray to God, and Lord, I want to know the way. In Jesus' realm, if he really died to my sins, if you truly pray this prayer, from your heart, if you truly pray this prayer from your heart, then say, God, I want to know you. I want to know the true path. There are many religions in this world. There are many thousands of religions in this world saying that we have a gift. Lord, I want to know the path. If you sit up and pray, I believe you and believe by the word of God. God will reveal himself unto you. God will reveal himself unto you. Me personally, Weird. although uh, I've had several encounters, 
Some time, but I don't know if you can do it, but what I was simply that with my LinkedIn experience, I believe that there is a natural goal is about every other goal. Some so did it work for you, Henry? When when you said all that, did it work for you? Did you understand God? Well, I cannot say uh, I understand God. I'm awesome. learning every day, every day I learn from God, every day I learn something new about God. So it's my it's huh. journey. But you're not understanding still. And your, your words, so the words didn't work for you. And so they didn't work for me either, Henry. When I did it way back when, and I was a Christian, wow. those words didn't work for me either. It's weird. I still didn't understand God. And the people I talk so, to that say they understand God, turns out they don't really understand God either. So that's yeah, where I'm Go ahead and plug your stuff, Henry. Where can we find you? All right. So um, you, you can find me. Uh, I have a blog that you write at the www.rockofheaven.com. Rock of heaven dot com. Yeah. Rock of heaven dot com. Yeah, rock of yeah, rock of heaven dot com. Gotcha. I have over um fifty three books and have about five articles where you can reach you in your Christian life. I mean I saw it. I also do evangelism and SOTO out there. So, on Amazon, you can also get my book, Summer Free on Amazon. Like, when a free book, we don't have to buy my book. You can just follow me through my blog, and I can maybe send you a free copy, and then you can read to you in your Christian life. Free books? That's pretty nice of you, man. But I might, before I end, let me just share one thing with you. I see, I have a mind this that for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, clearly not. My thoughts are not his thoughts. I wouldn't drown kids for disobedience. Those are my thoughts, man. <laughs> I wouldn't have bloodshed for forgiveness. Those are my thoughts, man. <laughs> Those aren't yours either, Henry, and I'm thankful for that. This has been a blast. Thank you so much, Henry. Um, we'll talk to you later. We'll stay safe out there. We'll keep in touch, man. All right. I think Thanks, we, Henry. Pray, pray. we have to pray up and our prayer in the prayer to pray because it's a, a kind of um what we have to do. We have to pray first. So let's let's go in our conversation today. I'm but first, before we pray, before we pray, I want to know what good the prayer is going to do. Does God already know what you're going to say? Is he already made a decision on whether he's going to do what you're gonna ask or not? Well one I can decide that what I'm doing. I'm just uh, right now, just to pray. I just want to be just pray. That's how it's pray. I missed that. So is that, I don't know? Is that an I don't know there? I don't know if God knows already. But I want to hand off. I guess for me, we should pray to end our discussion today. Yeah. But so what good will the prayer pray. do, though, Henry? What good will that prayer do? I want to know. What, what benefit will come from it? Well, um... I guess it's a question because most of them, when I do this level, we end with prayers, we suffer, we end with prayers. Yes, helping that to it. So just, well, All right, go ahead. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and end it with a prayer. Let's, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Go ahead. Is, is God going to reveal himself during the prayer? Like, is he going to come well, down? I Let's pray. Let's go. Let's go. Give, give it to me. What you got? Our Heavenly Father, we bless your name for this uh, discussion. Holy Spirit, uh, give us understanding, give us wisdom, and the word has come into us. Lord, we know our hearts, we know our thoughts, we know our beginning, our way out. Lord, as we end the discussion, let your spirits give us revelation and let your power take control. We give you glory, Heavenly Father. 
Spider-Man. Love it. Yeah, it was weird, but you know, it's, it's your thing. It's your thing. It's cool. That's cool. Um, so during that, just a quick question during that, you were talking to God specifically, like you were communing with him, like, a like me and you communicating, right? Yeah. Did he answer? Did he say anything back or was it just one way? It is by faith. Whatever we do. Just one way. It is by faith. So pretending. Yes, faith is pretending. What's the difference between faith and pretending? Well, faith is believing the Holy Bible and then acting on it as you are led by the Holy Spirit. So when you act and believe the word of God, you are acting in faith. We're just pretending it's true. I have conviction when I'm pretending as well. Yes, yes, yes. LARPing. You ever heard of LARPing? It's that live action role plays. People dress up in like little swords and stuff and they pretend to fight. That's just pretending. That's, that's kind of how I see this whole God thing is everybody's talking to this invisible person and they're just pretending that he's interacting in real life because he's not really there because he's invisible. That's where I'm at. That's where I see it. Anyways, this has been fun, Henry. We've gotten a little bit over. I appreciate it. This has been a blast. We'll stay in touch. I'll let you know when this comes out, man. All right. Nice meeting you, too. You too, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW the Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shoutouts. That's patreon.com forward slash BSW the Podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? And yet he threatens to pour out someone's entrails like dung because he's uber jealous of some might. Uh, fucked it up in the air. No. Ah. Give me the first one. <laughs>